0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: People may not always see eye-to-eye with him, but they will always listen to his opinion. This is The Roy Green Show.
0: Next hour, we're going to be speaking about uh, Tony and Helen Samaru from Nanaimo, who were targets of Canada Revenue Agency, so much so that a federal judge ordered CRA to pay them a million dollars in damages. We'll have a lawyer for the Samaru's joining us, and I'll be asking you if you've had any encounters with Canada Revenue Agency that have left you with a very bad taste in your mouth. I'll never forget a guest in the studio sharing with us what happened to him. And I'll relate that, but we'll talk about Revenue Canada or Canada Revenue Agency. Spent $300,000 to change the name from Revenue Canada to Canada Revenue Agency. Money well spent. Now, this hour, uh, I want to begin with this, and it's something that we need to keep talking about. And that is when politicians revert to racial attack. Now, we've had provincial premiers. And most recently, our prime minister suggests that there's a racist element in this country. Canada can do better. Canadians can do better. You've had Kathleen Wynne, the premier of Ontario, suggest that there's, there was a racial element, perhaps, when Canadians challenged the security systems that were vetting Syrian refugees coming to this country. Philippe Couillard, the Premier of Quebec, joined her in that. Who are they pointing at? They're pointing at white Canadians. That's what they're doing. And that has to be talked about. And it has to be challenged. And there was, uh, this week in, in Ottawa, Conservative Member of Parliament Maxime Bernier, the former Foreign Affairs Minister, rejected a request to meet and discuss significant differences from Liberal Party of Canada MP, Selina Cesar Chavanez, after a series of Twitter challenges, and you've probably heard about this, right, on the issue of race and identity politics. The immigration minister, Ahmed Hussain, had uh, been talking about or tweeting about uh, the federal budget being... um, helpful to people who were in minority communities, and Bernier said uh, targeting specific Canadians by race is divisive, and contrary to the idea of being colorblind, and Mr. Husson and uh, Ms. Cesar chavannes accused Bernier of ignoring the fact that minorities are treated differently, and uh, Ms. Cesar chavannes tweeted, check your privilege and be quiet. And then she asked Bernier to meet, and he said, no, thanks. Not going to do it. And I have his tweet here. Uh, Thank you for recognizing my right to to an opinion. I don't think we can find much common ground beyond that, however. You and Minister Hussain implied I'm a racist because I want to live in a society where everyone is treated equally and not defined by their race. So that went on in Parliament. And I found it irritating, annoying, and it was time to get at it again. And remind the politicians to be careful when they talk about racial issues and specifically to stop pointing the peop- finger at people, at Canadians, as racist because I know who you're pointing at. I had a conversation with Ujjal Dosange the former premier of British Columbia, who grew up in India, a remarkable man who uh, experienced a great deal in this country, almost had his life erased allegedly by Mr. Atwal, was back in the news. But I want you to have a listen to part of the conversation that I had with Ujjal Dessange about this very issue. We have on this program and recently talked about politicians who play the race card. And do so, it appears, to many of us simply in order to generate favor among different groups of voters. And there's nothing more cynical than that. And we questioned uh, the prime minister of this country consistently saying Canadians can and must do better. And uh, and we've also had, we had the situation where Kathleen Wynne, the premier of Ontario, and Philippe Couillard, the premier of Quebec, at the time that Canadians were asking questions about the security vetting of Syrians coming into this country, uh, the premier of Ontario, the premier of Quebec, started to suggest that those Canadians who were asking those questions were playing the race card. At that time, Ujal de Sange... Uh, responded and premier you did that with a a piece in the national post where you said you wrote premier when are you calling me a racist what are your thoughts on 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 the politicians playing the race card
1: well I think that that I think you know sometimes when you raise legitimate questions as Canadians about security about those kinds of issues People are quick to um, uh, try and take you down by saying that somehow you're being racist, and and I think one of the one of the problems in Canada that that we are contending with, as the rest of the world is contending with, is um, is the sort of uh, as my friend Tarek Fatah calls the sinkhole of identity politics, and we've had uh, that identity politics um, fairly. Um, prevalent in canada and uh, and you know the corollary of that is that that politicians who are mindful of that identity politics and want to play into it uh, uh, are quick to accuse others of um, somehow being racist, even when you raise legitimate questions about security when When I raised that question about the security, I was actually responding to a um, there was a petition going in the interior of British Columbia. Uh, vis-a-vis Syrian immigrants saying, not in my backyard. And I was saying, that's the wrong attitude. We should urge the government instead to do very strong security checks and allow uh, people who can pass those security checks into the country, because we are a compassionate country. Um, And I was offended when um, uh, Premier Wynne at that time had basically said, let's not... uh, Let's not be racist in the name of um, security checks. Uh, that's what she implied. I've forgotten the exact words that she had used.
0: And, and she did, and it happens again and again. And, uh, and it's disturbing because it seems to me to be pointed at by politicians as an issue of convenience at Caucasians in Canada. I'm going to raise that with politicians when I speak with them. If you're going to, if you're going to play the race card, then finish the sentence and be specific.
1: No, oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we. I think. I think we play the race card. We play the religious card, and and uh, you know, um, I mean, the politicians who have always attended these large parades uh, in places like Vancouver or Toronto, uh, where um, there is the glorification of the likes of the Air India bomber Permar, um and they say nothing about it uh, except appear on these stages and participate uh, in the activities while you have the dismemberment of of India being promoted, you have glorification of violence, they ignore all that, yet they stand shoulder to shoulder with those people on those stages and speak to um, the large numbers of people. Now that, I think, is, you know, that is done, obviously, because you're playing the religious card, you're playing the ethnic card. Right. And, And so we've been doing this for a long time in Canada, if we continue to do that um, in, in a willfully blind fashion, and we're not too careful about it, um, we will have the kind of divisions in Canada, not today, maybe in the next 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, that you see in the United States of America with the likes of the Tea Party and and Trump.
0: So there's Ujel Dussange, part of the conversation I had with him on this issue of the race card being played by politicians when it's When they think it's in their favor, and uh, they're always comfortable pointing at Caucasians and playing the race card uh, at, at white people, at white Canadians, and how is that not ultimately ignorant and ignorantly divisive? People, we have to call them on this. I was looking at a story on Global News on the CKNW website in Vancouver. Posters put up by a B.C. school district as part of a new campaign surrounding racism and white privilege are raising some eyebrows. Quote, I have unfairly benefited from the color of my skin. White privilege is not acceptable, end quote, reads one of the posters put up in schools throughout the Gold Trail districts in British Columbia's interior featuring the district superintendent, Teresa Downs. Quote, I have felt racism, have you? End quote. Reads another poster showcasing the district's principal of Aboriginal education, Tammy Mountain. School district, uh, let me see here. Down said uh, they decided to launch the campaign as part of the district's conversation about colonization, racism, and prejudice. We feel that when any group that is defined as a minority is being impacted by racism, you also need to have the conversation that someone is benefiting from that racism. And we here acknowledge that as white privilege, we here acknowledge that as white privilege and feel that's an equally important conversation that needs to be occurring. White privilege. So you, so you go into the classroom and you tell the kids that they are, the white kids in the classroom are experiencing white privilege and the non-whites are being held back or victimized or singled out or disenfranchised because of a white kid's privilege. What do you think you're creating in that classroom? And why are you doing it? I'm not accepting your argument or your statements to media. Why are you doing it? So my number is 800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. Are Canada's primarily left-wing politicians painting white Canadians as racists? And what's your view of the whole issue of white privilege? Being introduced to kids in school, are you white and racist because you're white? I mean, are you racist because you're white? If you're a person of color, do you consider whites to be privileged and racist because of their skin color? I'm just so tired of this stuff I told you a bit about my life I mean I'm the guy who lived in a homeless shelter as a as a as a, as a 14 year old there was no white privilege there when I got you know I had a, an email a series of emails from somebody who tried to rip into me after the last time I talked about the white privilege issue and tried to explain to me that I had uh, no doubt had all of these things going for me and I politely replied, no, this is how my life went. And what I got in response was, I don't believe you. What an idiotic comment. I don't believe you because your dialogue doesn't fit my narrative and your dialogue doesn't fit my view of who you are. That is intolerance defined 800-263-2428. The issue of being called out as racist by politicians. You fed up with it? Is there white privilege? What is it? Let's talk. 800-263-2428. It's The Green Show and it's the Chorus Radio Network.